Today's episode of the City of Smack podcast on the City of Smack podcast network is brought to you by Momentus. Get your hands on the cleanest and safest supplements on the market. Over the past couple weeks, I've been able to try Momentus as one of the newest additions to my training regimen as I set out to try and break five minutes for the mile this summer and then maybe chase a sub three marathon this fall. All of their products are NSF certified for sport, which means you can trust and believe that what's on the label matches up with what's in the package. That's an awesome peace of mind to have. Momentus works with elite athletes in running, cycling, rock climbing, skiing, and even NFL football players. At the same time, they're also delivering results when it comes to working with recreational runners and people like me that just want to get the best out of themselves. So I've been using their strength and recovery protein shake after workouts. I'm someone who initially thought that you can get lost in what's proper fueling, you know, how much I should be taking. Momentus has made it super easy. All you have to do is go onto their site, they outline all of their ingredients, and you can also learn what some of the professional athletes are also doing. Like for example, I learned that Emma Bates drops Momentus collagen into her coffee and that she takes Momentus's brain drive before workouts. Try it for yourself. City of Smack podcast listeners will generously receive 20% off their first order of Momentus by using the promo code Sidious at checkout. Visit livemomentus.com and use the code Sidious at checkout for 20% off of plant protein, weight protein, sleep formula, brain formula, whatever. Live it, get it, prove it, livemomentus.com. Thanks to our backers on Patreon. We heard lots of great feedback after the first screening of A Time and a Place, the documentary by Stephen Kirsch and Ryan Sterner that followed NAZ Elite in the months leading up to the 2020 U.S. Olympic Marathon Trials. Support more projects like that by throwing us a couple bucks on Patreon, whether it's a dollar, five bucks, ten bucks. It all makes a difference. Visit patreon.com slash Mag. You can also support us by picking up some merch, whether it's a sweater, a crew neck, or t-shirt on SidiousMag.com and hitting that merch tab. My guest for today's show is Leah Fallon. It's been a while since Leah joined the Sidious Mag podcast. Now she's got a new sponsor, a new home, and a new last name after getting married to Lewis Fallon in 2020. Most importantly, she's running really well on the track right now. She just paced El Perrier to an American record in the two mile at the New Balance Indoor Games, which were held in New York City this past weekend. I recorded this conversation with Leah at the end of January, and since then, she's run 412 for the win in a low-key 1,500-meter race at a small meet in Arizona. Her personal best of 411.04 was set in 2015, so things are trending in the right direction for her. She's slated to run in the 5K at the Trials of Miles Texas Qualifier on February 26th and February 27th. It'll all be broadcast on the City of Smack YouTube channel for free. So in this episode, you'll hear more about the refresh perspective that she's adopted in the last 18 months that have really propelled her forward in her career. So without further ado, here is Leah Fallon. All right, and now we welcome back to the podcast Formerly Leah O'Connor, when you last appeared on the podcast, you were Leah O'Connor, but so many changes have kind of happened since then. You're now Leah Fallon. You moved to Boulder. You're now running for On. Like so much has kind of happened. Leah, I guess like, welcome back. And like, let's let's catch up a bit. Like how, how has the last like two years been for you? Wild, <laughs> but good overall for sure. First and foremost, I have bangs now, so I've really changed. Um, no, I 
yeah, when we talked in 2018, I had just written that Hey Struggling Runner piece and um, was getting back into my groove with running, so it seemed. And then, yeah, I was in a different relationship. I was living somewhere else. And then, uh, yeah, I totally like flipped the script um, with my life, with the exception of uh, having Dathan as a coach. Um, I started dating my husband, um, who was also my teammate, uh, at the time. And we, uh, you know, we had been friends for a year before we started dating and then I was single and then he was single like a week later. And then we went out and like had drinks and we'd already had an established friendship, but it's something changed obviously when we both were available. And so we started dating and then knew probably six months in that we wanted to get engaged, which is, it sounds wild, (laughs) but it was just, you know, we knew. And then, um, he had a ring already picked out that he designed and we were just kind of sitting tight, you know, enjoying our relationship. I assumed I'd be staying in Michigan obviously through the Olympic trials, which were supposed to happen. And we kind of had this whole plan for how our lives were going to go. And then Dathan called myself and Emily Oren, who's now in, in Colorado with us in for a meeting. And we're like, I don't know what this is about. You know, maybe he wants us to, I don't know, like race at some point or do X, Y, and Z. And so we came over to his house and we could tell pretty much right away that it was serious. And he brought up Boulder and how he got the opportunity to coach for on and my heart sunk because I was like, Oh no, no. (laughs) But then (laughs) uh, he he said, and I, and I want you guys to come with me and and they're willing to offer contracts, which uh, yeah, just completely changed everything. And so I came home um, and I was talking with Lewis and basically was like, I got to go to Colorado, you know, and, Lewis is Australian. So that was a bit complicated. He had, he's, he's on a, he was on a work visa in Michigan and getting another work visa in the middle of a pandemic would have been really hard. And I mean, we'd already talked about getting married. So we, we talked to the lawyer and she was like really long process a week later got married. (laughs) And then I moved out to Colorado and, uh, Lou Uh, our visa is processing and he's moving out uh, at the end of the month too. So yeah, just crazy. And, and I'm still healthy and I'm racing well and getting back into, you know, hopefully getting ready for the Olympic trials in 2021, but yeah, just totally changed my world around. I mean, just the tone in general of just like, the type of conversation that like I'm thinking we're going to have is just like, you just seem so, so much happier now. And it's, it's just like a really good thing to see. Yeah, I am. Yeah. It's yeah. And it's so much easier to run well and stay healthy when you're happy, you know? And uh, I've, yeah, I had, I, I went through some hard times for sure. And honestly, even running today, I just had an easy five mile run, but I'm in Arizona right now. The sun's shining, it's warm, there's palm trees all over the place. And I'm, and I'm enjoying what I'm doing so much. And I thought to myself, like a few years ago, this was not even 
in the realm of possibilities in my mind that I would be this happy doing what I love married to an amazing person. Like, I don't know, just, I, I, I wouldn't have expected this. So yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm really happy that I like stuck with it and been a possibility. So yeah. So this past weekend, you ran 4.35 for uh, the mile. Your PR is 4.27 uh, from 2015. And kind of like just seeing the results that you've been putting up like within the last year. I mean, last summer, 4.11.25 for the 1,500, just shy of your 4.11.04 from 2015. 15.40 for 5K, just shy of your 15.38 from 2006. And so I think it was just like this really – 2016 – um there was just like like 2006 i know yeah yeah, right (laughs) i was pretty young (laughs) um but just sort of like seeing that you've clawed your way back to this period of time that you within that piece that you wrote years ago you pinpointed as like 2015 2016 was this really high point for you and now that you're kind of like right there on the cusp of of getting back to sort of that form is it hard to just like i mean how do you sort of view where you're at right now in like I know a lot of people say don't try and draw comparisons to like your past self but like it's kind of easy to to just do when the times are so close yeah yeah um I yeah I I guess it's just if anything it's a good sign that like I'm in a a really good spot especially for this time of year and I've felt this kind of fitness before and um I know eventually where it could lead. Uh, so, I mean, that, that gives me confidence, but I, I mean, gosh, the person that I am now compared to the person that I was in 2015, 2016, like not, not even close. Like I, I just feel so much more um, in tune with what I need in order to stay healthy. And um, I feel like I have my priorities uh in line pretty well like the hierarchy of my priorities when it comes to my sport and what it takes for me to consistently stay in a good place mentally and physically and in 2015 2016 like I was you know just getting out of college and um it's just kind of a a turbulent time in your life in general and so I feel really removed from that and the closer I I mean I'm 28 now so the closer I get to 30 the more just confident I am in myself as a woman and like um I'm going into these racing experiences and just my feeling in general toward it I think I think is a lot more healthy like when I was younger there was this angst of like I don't know this anxiety around it like it just felt so big and heavy and now when I'm getting into racing experiences I just handle it better like I I, I'm able to slow things down and realize like that it all doesn't have to happen at once like I I ran the 435 over the weekend and um you know it's it's funny I wanted to run a 434 at least I ran like a 435 point eight or nine or something and if I ran if I ran 434 I would have gotten a pretty nice bonus for my contract (laughs) so I crossed the line and I wasn't even that dead like I felt fine like it was but I was like ah you know 0.9 seconds away from a bonus and typically when I was younger I probably would have beat myself up for it but immediately I just started laughing and I was like yeah I'll do it again you know like 
I, I, yeah, I just think I have a healthier attitude towards running and, and that just kind of comes with, um, age and experience. And then also just having things not go my way for so long and having to build myself back up. It's like, uh, the little shit just doesn't get to me as much anymore. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that's healthy. What's at the top of sort of like these priorities that you've set for yourself? Um, my health and my happiness and my relationships, like those things take priority always over, um, like beating my head against the wall, trying to get workouts and runs in. Like if I get to a place and I've been open about like how I've struggled with depression and anxiety in the past, if I get to a place where I'm feeling super worn down mentally and a byproduct of that typically is like, you feel pretty worn down physically as well. Um, when I was younger, I would probably put my nose down and just like try to barrel through. And now I know when to stop. I know when to go to Dathan and say like, I need to back off. Like I, 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 something needs to change because I either I'm not sleeping well, or I'm not waking up like in a good mood, wanting to do my workouts, uh, or my runs. And it doesn't happen very often, but when it does, I take it really seriously. And I, and I respect myself a lot more as opposed to feeling like I have to, I have to do certain things in order to be successful. Like if I'm not happy and my marriage isn't, you know, thriving or certain things in my life, like aren't lined up, then running's just not going to go well. And so I love running, but like all of those things matter so much more in the long term. Mm -hmm. So you wrote, that dear struggling runner piece like almost three years ago now now that you're not struggling at least at, like outwardly or just like as much not, or yeah. not, do you, I mean have you found yourself just kind of when's the last time you looked at what you wrote oh I don't I don't know <laughs> I don't know I, I don't I don't sometimes I like go back to look at my old things that I I, I wrote in the past and I can be like critical of it, you know, <laughs> Cause you just, so I just kind of like leave it. <laughs> um, but maybe I should go back and look because, yeah. And so in that piece, like, I think you wrote that, like, you're swinging pretty hard for like some of these big goals. And sometimes you can fall into sort of like a trap. And that's sort of like where the struggles begin to, to come out of. What are the goals that you're going after now? Yeah. Um, Again, they're not, I don't have times, specific times that I write down. Um, and that used to be a thing, right? Uh, yeah, it used to be a thing. Or like, I have to be top three at this event or, you know, I don't even know. Just these, these, these goals that are just, they, they, they add more to your plate than they do for you. And I think for me, individually I mean everyone's different but I do better when I'm focusing more on day-to-day how I feel making sure that my immediate surroundings and the people I'm with uh, and my health are all taken care of because again this probably goes back to anxiety I, I feel like if you if I try to think too far ahead I I almost it's like paralysis by analysis like I get so overwhelmed by all the things that potentially could go wrong or you try to read too far into the future and um 
and I'm not actually in my, in my immediate like setting, you know, I'm not taking care of the little things that need to be taken care of. And, um, it, it, yeah, you almost get like too worked up. So for me, it's just staying in the moment. And I, that, that's always been the hardest thing for me is just allowing myself to be where I am and feel good about where I am as opposed to, uh, <laughs> I have to do X, Y, and Z in order to, to be better. Because I mean, at some point you realize, like, even if you hit those goals, if you're a competitive driven person who has uh, a tendency to think that way, it's just going to reset and you're just going to have another set of goals that you have to hit. And so there's never a point where you actually sit back and think, man, I'm accomplishing a lot and I feel good. Like I, yeah, I just, I want to keep feeling that way and uh, allowing myself to be excited. Like even though 435 this past weekend or whatever day that was, isn't at my PR, it's still a big step forward and I felt amazing doing it. And so instead of being like, oh man, I have so far to go in order to PR. It's more like, hey, that was really good, you know, and and I'm happy. And um, yeah, just keeping the door open for good things to happen and not uh, beating myself up for not being in certain places or feeling like I have to hit a goal or a time in order mm-hmm. to be successful. So with this refreshed and like just kind of better mindset going into races nowadays, like when was the last time you felt like anxious or nervous, like right before a race? Oh, I still feel nervous. Like I feel nervous. Yeah. I still feel nervous, but it's more just, I don't know. And I was talking to Emily, my teammate about this, like before we did, it was basically like a mild time trial. Cause it was just us three girls in the, in the race. Um, I ha- you have these moments before races, or at least I do, where it's like your heart is beating so fast and you, um, everything in your body, like adrenaline's pumping and you all, you sort of feel like you're going to die or like something really bad's going to happen, you know, and it's just a, such a tense moment. Um, and when I was younger, even in college, I used to get like really quiet and worked up about it because I, you know, I, I felt the intensity of it all and I still feel that, but I'm able now to like, even when I was warming up, kind of step away from that moment and laugh at it because it, I'm not going to die. Like nothing bad is going to happen. I just have to run. Like I just, and, and so I'm able now to just kind of step away from those thoughts and that anxiety and observe it and like hold it. And, and instead of being overwhelmed by it, acknowledge it, accept that I'm nervous, but then perform anyway, which is, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's a lot more fun that way. <laughs> so when it came to the news that the Olympic trials and the Olympics got postponed like a year. I feel like you would probably have like, you probably saw it as just like a plus. It's just bought you more time to kind of get back. (laughs) Yeah, I did. I mean, I obviously COVID's terrible and this has been a dumpster fire of a year in a lot of ways, but uh, I just chose to see the good in it. And um as much good as there could be from it and yeah the time the extra time is i i need it you know it's it takes a long time for your body especially after years of being kind of out of the game to adapt and and come back and like we're doing everything the right way and taking it slow so i don't want to have to freaking cross train my brain off and uh <laughs> and run 80 mile weeks and 
and drive myself nuts just to get ready for the trials and and that postponement really like made sure that I didn't have to do mm-hmm. that so I'm very happy about that <laughs> yeah I mean one of my favorite lines I guess just the visual from that piece you wrote so many years ago is like weeks of isolation in a gym pouring sweat over elliptical machines and stationary battling with elderly women at the YMCA for a pool just so you can aqua jog like that's behind you yeah I haven't done that in a long time I have no desire to do that either uh yeah and uh I mean that was it was good it was good to do um when I when I needed to do it when I was injured and uh, character development I guess but uh, the idea of going back to that um just for the sake of like supplementing to get ready for any races I'm just like oh that's just mm-hmm. not fun <laughs> I'll do it if I have to but it's just not I, that's not the stuff I enjoy <laughs> one and then one of the key components that like I guess a lot of people grasped onto just kind of like while reading this thing was just the concept of getting back and it was quote one spoonful at a time mm-hmm. how many spoonfuls do you estimate it took to get to this point where you are now <laughs> we're not using spoons anymore it's like shovels (laughs) we're just digging um yeah uh it's just dathan the devil works hard but dathan ritzenhine works harder i'll tell you that like he that man has he's poured his heart and soul into not just me but our entire team and um day in and day out like that he combined with our PT people and my doctor and honestly, Lewis, like he's done a lot for me. Uh, just getting back to feeling like that. I'm not back. I'm not, I'm not back to anything. I'm different. So just getting to this place. Um, yeah. Shovels. It, I, I can't even tell you. It's just mountains of, of stuff that hadn't be sifted through, but it's, it's awesome. How were sort of like all the conversations like along the way? Because I guess in 2018, it was still somewhat fairly on where you were working with with Dathan, but now just kind of years um, of having this relationship where when it comes to injuries, like you can be bugged by a couple different things here and there, but Dathan's a guy who has been bugged by like every single thing in the book. Like Mm -hmm. you point to a part on your body, there's a good chance that like Dathan has heard it. So like, how valuable of a resource was he through all of that? Uh, invaluable. Like he, um, and even to this day, like if something little pops up, like when I came back, I don't even know when it was months ago now, but I came back to Boulder, my cuboid had like kind of dropped and my, that's in your foot, my foot bone. Um, and I, my foot was a bit sore and I was supposed to do a hill workout or something. And I stopped and I told him and immediately like he addressed it and he like (laughs) manipulated my foot and like took care of it. And then um, instead of saying, oh, you'll be all right, like go do the workout. He was like, we're just going to play it safe. Like stop, take a couple days, call the, our PT guy got me in immediately. Like it's just so he takes those things so seriously and nips issues in the bud so fast because he understands the impact if they're ignored because he's been through all of those things and not just with physical stuff, but also like a lot of um, mental trials and, and, and hardships there. And so 
Yeah, I mean, I, it's it's fun like having new teammates and having new people experience him as a coach because they're now realizing like, like if I have anything, <laughs> he stops and he like knows we'll dig and dig and dig for ways to make it better. He like cobbles shoes for people if the shoe is messed up like he'll take it home and he has this little workshop in his garage where he will like cut out parts of the shoe and like adjust it to fit your foot perfectly like he never stops so yeah it's it's pretty cool like to see somebody so passionate not just about the sport but for like for helping us like we are his priority now because he's not obviously running anymore so pretty spoiled does he still jump into workouts with you um, no, no, he's got this big toe that really bugs him. So he, <laughs> he like, uh, it's, it's just the bane of his existence. We are always making fun of his big toe. Actually, Dathan's feet are really gross. Um, but, <laughs> uh, <laughs> disgusting, but he, uh, he'll run like, uh, base runs and stuff with us sometimes. Um, but he, yeah, he can't, he doesn't really get up and, and do like fast stuff mm-hmm. anymore but I still think he could run a pretty fast race like he might be one of the faster coaches oh probably in, yeah <laughs> yeah still you know like couch to 5k fitness is still probably pretty good so can you take me through sort of like what the dynamic has been like with just seeing this group develop over the past year? Like, I mean, it's just some of these athletes are just like straight out of college and then, you know, there, and then there's you, it's like, I mean, are you like the, the veteran of the group or like, it's, it feels weird to say, cause like, I guess yeah. you and I are both like 27, 28 and it's like, I'm kind of blown away sometimes by like, Whoa, I mean like these college kids are much younger than me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the there are mo- yeah. Yeah. There are moments where it's like, oh, you're really young. Um, <laughs> like when Alicia says she's born in 98, it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like I was born in 92. Um, or that she was in middle school when I, I don't know, I can't remember. Just really in middle school, basically. When like I went to like buy beers at like a grocery store and then I realized it's like, oh, wow. Like now if you just have like a 1990 anything sort of like id you're good <laughs> you're good you're gucci Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> i know i know no i i'm not uh, how do i put this um i'm not the most mature uh <laughs> like, i i honestly i think my sense of humor probably mirrors like ollie and carlos's more than anyone else is on the team which is I'm a 28 year old woman who makes jokes like a 23 year old boy but that's okay (laughs) I I really like hanging out with them and I have a lot of fun with them except for when they play video games all day and then I just like go nap or something because that's really boring but um yeah Alicia and Ala, Alicia, that's kind of confusing. Alicia Konicek from Poland and Alicia Munson um, obviously joined as well. So Emily and I are friends. We've been friends for years. And then getting to know them has been awesome. Alicia Munson is so talented. If she doesn't make an Olympic team, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I don't know. I'll, I'll, throw my phone in a river or something something drastic because she's she's so 
she's 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 so talented um it's gross but yeah they're fun and then the boys there's there's just all different personalities and uh, everybody compliments each other really well and we just laugh like all the time seriously I, carlos viral is the funniest human i've ever met i i will i will pee myself laughing just i don't know they're they're awesome so it's 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 really cool to just have different people around and to have so much fun doing what we're doing because i mean workouts are not always that fun but if if i show up to practice and i see them we can you know dink around and and have a good time and um yeah i've just enjoyed it a lot what about altitude? I mean, just like, I mean, Michigan to now training at altitude full time, like, was that an adjustment at first? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it's, it's, yeah, it's hard. Um, it's, it's a lot harder than uh, I think I thought it would be at first. I'm handling it well and my body's adapting really well and we're getting um, regular blood work just to check our hemoglobin and um iron levels and just making sure everything is good uh so i adapt well but yeah i mean workouts shit they i yeah the end the last like four miles of a workout or of a, a long run um i they've never felt that way before like you just <laughs> it, <laughs> like I can do long runs at sea level and just feel great the whole way through but inevitably in every long run there's going to be a point where I just want to like kind of lay down um and stop but uh yeah it's it's really good for me it's good for all of us I think because I mean when I ran that 5k in California recently I remember being in the middle of it um and being really cautious because I didn't want to overdo it and like poop the bed the last mile or whatever. But I remember there was like a point, a decision-making point in the race. And I was like, oh, wow, this is not even close to as hard <laughs> as most of our workouts at altitude are. And, you know, it, yeah, it just kind of changes the threshold of what you can handle pain-wise because, um, yeah, it takes a lot longer to recover in between reps and workouts and um yeah. But it's good. It's fun. It's challenging, but I've it. made it so so far this deep into the conversation without bringing up the event that a lot of people kind of remember you having so much success for. The steeplechase. Steeple. 2017 yeah. was the last time you steeplechase, which is kind of crazy. Like when I looked at when I found that sort of like dug into sort of your results and I was like, whoa, it's really been that long. Is that Croatia? Yep. Is that still the plan? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Um, we've been jumping over stuff, so I hope so. Uh, it's uh, a bit daunting because I haven't done it in so long, but when I think about it, I get like good butterflies, you know, just the, to be able to go back and try again. I think it's being tossed around if there's a steeple at Penn Relays this year, I don't know if there is. That was just Emily talked to me about it on um, a run recently. Um, and we'd also thought like, oh, we could go to Min and hop in the Gina Relays or something and just like rip the Band-Aid off and do a, a quick steeple there. But 
yeah, it's, it's coming. And <laughs> I, you know, I can't guarantee my first one's going to be pretty, but, uh, I'm going to try. <laughs> so it's just a matter of doing it and like yeah, remembering how to hurdle and water jump. And I mean, if you're fast in between the hurdles, it doesn't mm. always matter if they're that pretty, but I think I still got it. I think I can do it. <laughs> and at the same time, like, just because if we think about where U.S. women's steeplechasing has gone since the last time that you did it, like, did yeah. you sort of like in this whole entire time, I mean, it's hard to ignore just the success that Courtney and like Emma Coburn have had, but like, how do you sort of, it's not that you you can put your blinders onto it, but like, it's, it's it, it like feels like it's really fast and compared to like what you've done in the past. And it's like, being absent from the event for so long is it is there a bit of like not nerves or anything like that but just sort of like like oh they're not within reach anymore or as close as they used to be like how do you sort of like mm. process that the changes that have happened in the event no i don't think about i don't think about like them being the standard that i have to hit personally if that makes sense like mm -hmm. uh it's awesome and it's cool that they did it because it's a reminder to me and everyone else who steeples that that should be what we strive for you know I think I, you think about the development of women's steeple even from the time that I was in college or I started college like it I mean it didn't take it, it steeples hard no matter what, but it didn't take that much in order to, uh, to get to the trials. And then, you know, there were a, a, like a small handful of women who could run anything close to nine thirty. And I remember Jenny Simpson Berenger at the time was like out of this world when she was steepling and, um, just the times have gotten so much faster. And I remember it was hard for me to imagine that, uh, women in the U S would run anywhere close to nine minutes in it. Like I just, I, I thought, I don't know, obviously wrongly that the only people that could do that were probably not clean. I just was like, I, it just did not seem fathomable. And then mm -hmm. they did it. And I was like, Oh yeah, we can do that. You know? <laughs> um, and it's, and it's not out of reach. And so I take encouragement from it. Um, obviously they are my competition in the event, but I'm in such a different spot that like, I can't think that way. Like I just can't, mm -hmm. it's not healthy for me to think that way. So I, I mean, when I ran my nine eighteen in 2016, that was like a 13 second PR or something in the event, just like in, on, on one day. And, and so I think steeples different where it's, it's, you know, it's not like the 1500 or the mile where you're like chipping off seconds uh sometimes if you just have a good race and you pop off and you're fit and everything hits on that day you can run a 10 second pr you know i've done it and so i think my main focus is just getting fit and um getting back into steepling and just remembering how to do it and then hoping that uh my body just is there for it and my mind is ready to to get back to the grind um but i just i at this point, anything's possible <laughs> for me. I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. So <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm just, I'm just curious. <laughs> it's funny to see, I'm looking at it right now, just sort of, um, 
your steeple PR of 918. And then like, if we look at your 3K outdoor PR, it's 925 from like that race that you just tanked in in Boston. Do you remember that one, right? <laughs> oh yeah. I should have just, I should have just fallen over. <laughs> I should have. You know, like, bye. I finished, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. That's my 3K outdoor PR. Yeah. Oh. Your indoor PR is, is nine flat from a no, meet. It's, in- it's not. It's 855 or something. Uh, the hus- uh, Washington. I was in Washington. Yeah. Oh, this probably doesn't know. count for, like, the oversized tracks, I think. Uh, well this uh, yeah this site that i'm looking at right now but no i just was like i was like oh look she ran faster with you know water barriers and uh hurdles uh than she did just on a flat three uh 3k outdoors um so i'm pretty talented (laughs) (laughs) i'm really special (laughs) the memory of the 2016 Olympic trials. I just kind of want to ask, just c- going into another year with another <clears throat> trials, like how, how have you buried it? Or like, is this something that, you know, you, it's behind you. You've, you've mentioned several times now that you're just a different person since. Yeah. Then. Yeah. I don't, um, I don't think burying it is the best way to describe it. I've, I've, I feel like I've processed it and I've learned from it and I've used it as mm-hmm. opposed to feeling like it was such a traumatic experience that I can't even like look at it anymore, you know, and I've been allowed five years now-ish to <laughs> really look back at it. And uh, yeah, I mean, I learned how I don't want to feel going into the Olympic trials, i.e. very injured and stressed. Yeah. I mean, it happened and shit happens. So I'm just kind of moving forward. <laughs> All right. In a couple of weeks, we've got this meet out in Texas. I'll be out there doing uh, the commentary for it. So it'll be fun to sort of finally reunite after so many years and, and months. Um yeah. What, what are you kind of hoping to check off there? Like in terms of like you not necessarily maybe a PR or like, I, I know you, you said you try not to think in terms of times, but what would make for a successful trip out there? I'd be, I'd be so happy to PR. Uh, yeah, I, I want to, I, I don't have a, a number necessarily in mind, but when I raced the 5k in um, California, I remember being done and kind of being disappointed that I didn't, um, I wasn't. a a bit more brave in the race because I don't think uh, I tapped into my potential. I feel like I'm fitter than I raced there. And, and I mean, yeah, I just, I, I want, if there's a move that's made, I want to bite and I want to not be afraid that, like I said, in the, in the last mile, I'm going to tank. I want to have that confidence that like my fitness is there and, I can uh, shut my brain off and just go. Uh, so that's what I'm hoping <laughs> to do. Uh, and I just want to walk up the track and know that, you know, I gave it the old college try. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, like, I should probably, like, doing the commentary, avoid saying the O'Connor is back. Because you just, you just said before, it's like, it's not that you're, you're back. It's, I guess, how should I phrase it on, like, a very good day for you? 
Um, well, I'm not Leo O'Connor. So oh, that's right. I get that part wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Just, <laughs> it's still getting, it's still taking some getting used to. I'll say that. I know. Um, Leah Fallon's um, making a name for herself, I guess. That's like, an, uh, uh, that's different. I just feel like, yeah, I'm different. So I, I don't, I don't mind when people compare me to my college self, but it's just, um, yeah, it's just, I've, I've been through so much from being that age and, the lows and the struggle and the things that I had to claw out of that I just, it doesn't even seem Mm -hmm. like it's fair to compare, but uh, you know, trust your gut. I just, (laughs) you know, I, I, one of the reasons why I did change my name and I got some flack for that, you know, and I, I don't think it's necessary, obviously, if you get married to change your name to your husband's last name, like I almost didn't, but I, I really liked the idea of leaving Leah O'Connor behind and just like being Leah Fallon and starting this life with Lewis and uh like kind of cl- seems silly I guess it's silly saying out loud but like kind of closing that chapter because so much of my struggle I I associate with the, those years where I was solo and Leah O'Connor and now I just feel like different and mm-hmm. and and that and then that combined with like one day when we have kids, I kind of just want everything to be cohesive, but that's just like a weird thing in my head. But um, it, yeah. So it just, it, it feels nice to have like a new name on my bib and like <laughs> just be in a different place. And so, and it's, and it, yeah, it's funny. Like looking at results. Still, sometimes I like walk up and I want to say, Oh, I'm Leoka. And then I have to like stop myself and back up and be like, no. Um, but yeah it's it's uh i think it's all it's all good change mm-hmm. so one last thing what was this workout that you were just so chipper about a couple of days ago and then like posting on on instagram about we did i i was i was chipper about it just because the past few days i've just not past few days for a while now uh i've just felt so good and like this past week uh arizona um, my long run felt so smooth and I kind of tested myself there. And then I was like, I hope I recover well enough to come back for our workout. Cause we did, uh, six by 200 with 30 seconds rest in between. Um, and then a three mile tempo on the track and then another six by 200 with 30 seconds rest. So we, started off running like 32s 33s because it's I mean 30 seconds rest like you don't even get time to think in those 200s um you barely catch your breath and then you're doing another one and then my tempo I ran my left with 518 and I just felt so like in control and I, I don't feel that way in tempos usually like I was I didn't even look at the pace I was just running and and then I closed my last 229 and I was just like and then I finished I didn't even you know I just felt strong and like I, I don't know it that to me um if I can walk away from a workout 
knowing like I had more in the tank, but it was still like objectively impressive from like where, what I've been able to do in the past. Like I'm always excited about that. And Dathan was happy with it. So, you know, there's like that extra like cherry on top when your coach gives you a pat on the back and it's like, you look really good. <laughs> so yeah, we, we have some killer workouts lined up. So hopefully I continue to stay feeling good, but yeah. you never know with running. <laughs> All good things lining up for you right now. Um, Sweet. Well, I think last time we did the final questions that I ask every guest, so I won't bother you with that again. I will see you in Texas and I'm wishing you all the best in in training until then. And so, yeah, thanks again for doing this. Thanks, Chris. See you later. Thanks again to Leah for jumping back on the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, want to shout us out in your Instagram story, tag Sidious Mag, tag Leah Fallon. I'll be sure to repost it. Leah might give you a shout out as well. Many thanks to Momentus for sponsoring the podcast. Give their protein mix or their sleep formula a try. Shop around at livemomentus.com and get 20% off your first order when you use the promo code Sidious at checkout. That's livemomentus.com, promo code Sidious. Subscribe to the Sidious Mag newsletter. Get all your running news in your inbox from me. And if you want to keep this show going strong in 2021, contribute and donate any dollar amount on Patreon or pick up some cool merch. The links to do so are in the show notes. That's all I've got. I've been your host, Chris Chavez, wishing you some happy and healthy running. Legs are feeling good.